And welcome to the Philip Show. Listen, grab your coffee. This is going to be such a great show. I am super excited, as I usually am, but I am very, very, very excited today. You know, sometimes you have friends that can sing, and then you sometimes you have those friends that can sing. And sometimes you have those friends that are talented, and then you have friends that are talented. You know, sometimes you have friends that are so endearing and mean so much, and then you have those friends that are endearing and mean so much and continue to just trailblaze and do all these things. So today we are talking to Angela Burchette. Now let me, let me, let me do some bios here, okay? So just bear with me because she's accomplished. So hold on. So Angela made her Broadway debut in 2015, Tony Award winning revival of The Color Purple and has several regional and touring credits, including The Color Purple first national tour, Dream Girls as Effie White, once on this island, Smokey Joe's Cafe as BJ and Hairspray National Tour as Motormouth. Her television credits, listen, her television credits include CBS, Kevin Can Wait, and NBC's Blind Spot. Most recently, she starred in Lifetime's movie event, The Clark Sisters, First Ladies of Gospel as Jackie Clark Chisholm, which reached 11 million viewers in its opening weekend, making it the most viewed premiere on cable television of 2020. But listen, there's more. As a founder of AB Creative Inc., Angela has also created educational programming and one-on-one -on -one development that encourages individuality. We love that here, individuality. Um, celebrates Black culture through the performing arts and equips students and aspiring artists with a toolkit to best tackle and seize their place in an ever-changing entertainment industry. We can continue to go on and on, but I'm just going to introduce her. her. name is Angela Bachette, and she's my friend, Ange. Ange! Hey! Ah, hey! Let me drink some more coffee after all that, girl! Listen, I was sitting here smiling from ear to ear like, wow, this is such a great introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. It is um, It is so great to see. You know, you and I haven't seen each other for years. Sometimes there's years and sometimes there's years. Yes. You know, and we haven't seen each other in years. How are you? I am here. Uh, amen. I'm here. Okay. Good. And I, I said it, I said that as opposed to good first, because yeah. through these last few years, we all have had our share of, of things with this sure. pandemic and, you know, just life. Um, yeah. but I, I have journeyed to being, and am continuing to journey, yeah. being present and being mm. in myself, like fully in myself and appreciating myself and being authentic in how I give myself to the world. Wow. So. You know, I, I love that you're, you just jump out transparent because, you know, after an intro like that and after the accolades that you have and after all that, it's easy to look at paper and to look at you on television or look at you when you're performing and be like, oh man, you know, she's got it all together. But to, to hear you say, you know, I'm still on my journey, you know, yeah. trying to figure, figure me out. You know, I know that's been a lot of our testimonies, you know, either as of late or as of forever, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know? So with you, you know, with you, um, we're gonna get to your accolades and all of that. 
But for, I want to start with, you know, with your journey. You haven't always been in the limelight. You haven't always, you know, just been what people perceive. It's been quite the journey. Where did you start when it came to knowing that music was your thing? Gosh, you know, I think I always knew it as early as I could, could uh, comprehend what that meant. Mm -hmm. But then I did go through a point, maybe maybe all teenagers do, where you know there's something that's really pressing on you or something that is your passion, but you're a kid and you want to explore things and you want to rebel against what is obviously the thing. Yes. And, and I went through that for a little while. I guess I've never really even shared that. Like, um, although, you know, I come from a musical family and we've all sang and our whole lives and my father and all of that in school. And, but there was a point where I was like, I, I don't want to do this. I, I want to be I want to be a cheerleader. I want to, you know, I want to play sports, which yes. I didn't do cheerleading anything, but I played sports and stuff just in a in a effort to go against the grain. But I think it was really just me knowing that music was going to be my life's work um, mm -hmm. and just making sure, you know, yeah. mm. uh, and, but yeah, along the way, uh, especially once I decided to move to New York and really pursue this thing, mm -hmm. uh, it's been, it is, and has been such a up and down. And it's the yeah. part of, the, of, of a career like mine that people don't talk about. They, show you the parts they want you to see. They talk about the parts that are celebratory. But, you know, I was just telling somebody yesterday, I said, man, you know, I had a great and I'm having a great career. But I remember those days, early years in New York, where I had 23 cents in my bank account. I couldn't even ride the train because I didn't have enough to swipe my card, you know. But there was something in me that said, I know I'm in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing and the right things and mm -hmm. all that was just stay the course. So my journey has definitely been one of waiting my turn, staying the course, knowing that I have what I need. It just yeah, what I have and the opportunity and the timing all has to meet at the right crossroads. Yeah, and that's happened for me, and it will continue to happen for me. So it's been a, it's been a, a an amazing journey, um, and I wouldn't trade any of it. You know. Uh, I wouldn't trade anything. You know, a lot of people see, and by a lot of people, I put myself in the category when just looking out, even, you know, even doing entertainment and doing all these things, a lot of people can look at the performance pa package. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can look at the stage, you know, but like you said, you know, sometimes I don't have money to get on the train, but I look good on the stage and I'm singing. That's you know, right. That's what you see when mm -hmm. you were going through, um, you're kind of making it, you know, paying your dues and things like that. There's different areas that you actually stepped into. You were on stage singing jazz and blues. You sang at weddings. You know, you did all of these things. Tell us just a little bit about how you are maneuvering through the music industry um, when it comes to performance and what all those facets kind of look like as a, as a working artist. Mm -hmm. um, I am very grateful that I am so blessed and fortunate to do what I love full time. I don't, mm -hmm. I do a lot of things, but none of them are um, like survival jobs or anything. They're all, nothing wrong with those, but you know, I've had my fair share of those, but I've been fortunate in these almost, you know, 20 years of, of 
pursuing this to finally be in a place where, you know, I, all of my work, all my energy is either on my own things that are music and art related or jobs, you know, gigs and all yeah. those things. Um, and I still do them, you know, they, there's no was or had, you know, I've, I've learned the ropes of how to be a multi-pronged artist. And is so, that important? It really is. I think so. Like mm -hmm. there are some people that are of the mindset of, you know, you need to really focus on one thing and really be exceptional at that one thing. And if you're that type of person, then yes. But um, I like the variety of mm -hmm. tapping into the different things that I'm passionate about yeah. um, for so long. And it, it tickles me sometimes because people I've worked with for years that um in different capacities, mostly singing first when when we work in a predominantly acting job or in the studio and not the reaction of. I didn't I didn't know like that you like an actor, like don't get offended, but I, I didn't know that. And I, mm -hmm. I don't get offended because I love the growth that I've seen in myself as an artist. And yes. it just goes to show that, you know, you can do more than one thing if, mm. if you want to. And for my personality and just who I am as a person, I like to have my hands in different things. I like to use different parts of my creativity and not just, you know, singing at a wedding, which I love doing, you know, yeah. but, but hosting and, you know, hosting at different types of places and going in the studio and, you know, doing television and the theater and the things it's, it's, it's fulfilling. I don't know that I would be as fulfilled if I just did like one thing. So you're in while you're saying that I'm seeing my mind open up and seeing some people pigeonhole it to say you're this type of artist. For you, it sounds like I'm an artist. And as an artist, these are all of the things that come along with it. And I yes. do all of these things. I'm not just that singer. I'm not just that actor. I'm an artist. And I right. like to embrace all of my artistic expressions and mm -hmm. talents including helping other people find their voice. That's a part of that, you know, that that's, I'm on the other side of the table, if you will. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm guiding as opposed to performing. And I love that just the same. Now, is that part of um, the AB Creative Inc? Yes. Tell, um, me, tell me about that. So, so, you know, my, by degree, I'm a, a music educator. I, okay. You, we went to the same illustrious Kentucky State University uh, where I earned a, a degree in music education and a degree in vocal performance. And that's how I started off. Like I started off teaching, like I wasn't doing any of this. I was teaching music mm. to kids in you know, the regular school setting. Um, and that sparked my, wow, like I have something to offer these kids. But I, because my, my primary love was performing, I kind of put that on the back burner for a while because I was just like, uh, I need to really devote myself to building a career. Uh, but we got to the pandemic and there was no building of anything unless you were <laughs> Zooming singing songs. And yeah, I did all of that. I yeah. got real creative and real innovative and real, you know, in front of this computer. Uh, but what opened up as a result of that was while everyone had downtime, directors I worked with, other educators I'd worked with, people who follow me on so the socials, see me in shows, I would always get asked, do you coach? Like, do you, you know, there's something about the way you perform and I would love to find my way of doing it. And yeah, I want that magic too. What you doing? Yeah. And, and <laughs> there is a, there is a need here, not, yeah. 
I need to go do something to make money because, you know, money comes, money goes. And it opened up a whole nother world for me. And I just kind of jumped right into it. I, you know, took on students. I take on students. I work with, you know, theater departments at colleges, music departments, um, or just people that follow me that want to build something online to be just for fun, you know? Uh, and that is such an important piece to me because so many people have so much locked up inside of them because they just don't know how to, they don't know how to give themselves permission to let it out. They don't yeah. know how. And I love to watch that light bulb go off. And it helps me too, as an artist, be more uh, freer with myself and yeah. take chances and do things, make bigger choices as an actor. You know, all those things come into play because you're seeing it on someone else. So it's yeah. your brain flowing too. Like how, if I were in this situation or if I was, if I were her or him giving this note, how would I take that note? What would I do different or how would mm. I approach it? So. I think experience has, you know, a lot to do with it. And I love the fact that you were an educator first. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, all of these experience, experiences come in. And now you're able to share those experiences and the inspiration because people are seeing you and they're inspired to do more and be more. One of the things that, and I'm going to go back to when, um, when I was in New York and you were there, you and I were, we were talking and it was, we were talking about health and you had some pretty scary health scares that seemed to almost take away your ability to even be on stage or to limit the capacity which you could. Now to fast forward to today, where you're very, um, a, you're a very big proponent of health. You're always at the gym, you know, you're like, listen, I'm putting these, I don't feel like it, but we're gonna go. That's you know, right. For that journey, what happened that kind of put your, I guess, career in a position where it's just like, will I be able to do this? And how did you come out the other side so motivated to be so involved in health? Yeah, um, you know, I, I like to use the word fluffy. I don't really care for plus size and overweight and all those things. <laughs> fluffy, I've been a fluffy girl my whole life. You know, I was a scrawny kid and then puberty hit and that was it. Um, and so my whole life I spent kind of chasing this Oh, if I was just smaller, I would be dot, dot, dot. And it's just yeah. such a horrible way to look at things, but it's, it's real. And, yeah. you know, there are people out here that feel the same way and may never admit it or have anyone to say that to, but it's true. And, um, but I've always navigated it. I, it, you know, my, my talent spoke for me. So I was, you know, able to, you know, be in arenas where, and in shows and in things where people may not have considered me otherwise because of the aesthetic and all of that. But that wasn't so much a driving force for me as was developing health issues that I knew if I didn't get the parts of my health issues that I could control under mm. control, yeah. that it was going to cut my ability to have a career short. I knew that. And getting older, you know, I started later in the business. I was in my late twenties when I, you know, started pursuing this for real. And, you know, but I still kind of made it work, you know, and then I don't know, the pandemic just, it just shifted me. Mm. It shifted me. I gained weight during the pandemic like everybody else did. And, and something just clicked one day. It was literally just a, one of those like cliche, like one day I just woke up and I said, enough. <laughs> yeah. You had and your moment. You had your. It really was that. I just woke up and said enough. Mm enough and 
that was uh, that official journey started a little over two years ago. Okay. And I just, you know, made decisions on how I wanted to, you know, change my my diet, my relationship with food, um, making sure that working out wasn't a substitute for good eating or to trade to shift to something else to be addicted to, like make working out part of your mental health, about a part of your overall health. And uh yeah, over the course of a couple of years, I, you know, got the extra weight that was just kind of weighing me down off of me and found a new joy in being feeling strong and working out and 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 really and working out my mind. Yeah, I was gonna ask you this, yeah. you know, well a lot of um a lot of people, of course we see the physical, you know, like if we if, if nobody's seen you for a while, they'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, that's just like okay. You know, but you know, there's it's a total for you, is it like a total trend? We're working out the body, but for you mentally and emotionally and just your 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 self view of yourself now, how has that changed through your decision to say, enough, it's time? Yeah. Everything has changed. I I won't say I'm 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 a, a new person. What I'll say is I'm the person, the girl, the woman, the Angela that always was. Mm. But she just was tucked under insecurity, shame, not knowing my worth, not feeling good enough, all Mm. that stuff. And and I can't speak for everyone, but for me, um, not take, I won't even say being overweight, not being intentional about my health was my way to, to, to distract myself or to ignore the fact that I was hiding in there. Sure. So this Angela that is sitting here was always there. Yep. She just needed a little, she needed somebody to reach down in the well with a rope and pull, slowly pull her out. And uh, a big component of my overall wellness is mental health. Um, I see a therapist regularly. Okay. Um, I, you know, make sure I got evaluated. Do I have any attention issues? Do I have any anxiety things? Um, my trainer that, that I've been with forever, I, I just shifted to another one, but, but the trainer that I was with through this transformation, his biggest component is the mental work. Mm-hmm. We, we spend time every workout doing breath work and being like visual about seeing them, like literally the muscles that I have now, I saw them before I ever had them. And it was mm. Routine and repetition, repetition of yeah. of of doing something mindfully, not just to burn calories, but we're yeah. doing something to be intentional to sculpt our body from the inside out. Mm. And, and 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 it's still a process. I'm still working on why am I still eating flaming hots? Like uh, we are not in high school anymore. We don't we don't eat flaming hots well, as, a, as a meal. Well. <laughs> But I say that to say there is not, there's no perfect, there's no end to this. There is no, I don't do this anymore. It's ever evolving. The types of foods I eat change all the time, you know, all the things. And so I I try to stay open. I try to give myself grace and remember where I came from and how, you know, there were days when, um, you know, I, my, 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 physical ability was so hindered that I was not sure I would be able to do basic things, let alone, you know, have a career. Um, I, I have, um, 
an autoimmune disease called multiple sclerosis. Lots of people have them. Lots of black people have it and, you know, go undiagnosed for years. They don't even realize it. Mm. Um, but I'm one of those people and changing the way that I even handle stress and, and handle uh, things that are just tough for us in yeah. life has changed how my body reacts, you know, to, to this, you know, unfortunate, you know, thing that we, we go through those of us that have it, but I've been in remission for a long time and, Good. Um, and, and, and have a clean bill of health with that. So um, I'm just grateful and I'm so happy that I found a way to tie it all in together. So I'm not mm. just addressing one thing. And then this yeah. thing, it's a, it's a collaborative constantly working on all the things all at once. I love it. It's like the total, it's like total healing. Yeah. And, you know, and I like the fact that you're, um, you're saying it's more of a, and these are my words, just interpreting it. It's more of a lifestyle switch. Yeah. You know, cause a lot of people error things on the side of either diet or it's very immediate and it has parameters, mm -hmm. you know, and the way that you're doing is like, it's a growth process. And in that growth process, we're shifting our mentality. We're shifting how we view things, even ourselves, mm -hmm. we, how we relate to food, how we relate to people, how we relate to ourselves, yeah. you know, and it's a whole, it's a continued process. And I love the fact that it's just kind of like, you know, and you're fine with being on, it's a process and I'm going to mm -hmm. be on this process, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. that's what we do. Yep. Yep. Because you, you're on a, some type of process until the day you leave here. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never, there's never an end until, yeah. until you, you know, we go on. And I think that's <laughs> where sometimes we get messed up. You know, I think that's where, because then all of a sudden we get disappointed when mm -hmm. the finish line or the one, the self-imposed finish line moves. Yeah. 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 You know, so if we make it, um, finite and say, well, by this time, this is going to happen. And then all of a sudden we'll feel like a failure. All of a sudden we can't, it's just like, we'll just forget it. We'll just throw yeah. it out. But if it's a constant, you know, there'll be ebbs and flows, you know, the COVIDs are going to come, you know, and be like, okay, now I got to sit in the house. What am I going to do? Right. You know? So, mm -hmm. uh, well, I am super excited that you are excited and that, you know, it's a whole, you know, you're the same age, but you are different. Yeah. Age. Yep. You know, you, yeah. you know, you, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I want to know, and let, let me shift gears real quick. Let's go back to one of, you know, the biggest television events of, <laughs> you know, of, um, let me just throw it out there, uh, church black people's lives. Listen, yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> what, what we it needed. It was, it's it, what we needed. Yeah, and then there yeah. she was on the screen. <laughs> what was it like for you? to grow up in church and to sing gospel and to go through everything that you went through, you know, the striving, the no, the no uh, train fare, the no all this, and all of a sudden you get the call that you booked the Clark sisters. Yeah. Whew. Well, I had just come off of a tour with Color Purple, as you said in your beautiful introduction. Uh, I was so blessed to be a part of the Broadway company and then the touring company and toward the midway i would say of that was when i started to hear rustlings of this project mm -hmm. um you've been a bit in the business as long as i have you yeah. you know a few folks so <laughs> yeah and when people know the pro you're right for something they they want you know i've been fortunate i, yeah. I can't speak for everybody to have people that root for me yeah. so you know rumbling started about it and I don't know. Something in me was just like, I'm doing this. Ah. 
And it's that felt even saying it now, having done it is, you know, it's been years ago now, but that's a daunting thing to say because we, because like you said, we get no's so much and we get no's on things that we are right for. We get no's for things that, you know, we feel like we were a shoe in, you know, yeah. we had great auditions or we knew the director or whatever, and it still is a no. So it was very bold of me in that moment to even say that, but I just, that's how I felt it. Yeah. To know that there was a project and I hadn't, I didn't know nothing about it. Like I hadn't seen the script or anything. I just knew network that was doing it and it was going to be a biopic. Mm -hmm. And my first thought went back to my upbringing. Mm -hmm. You know, my first school after my father was church when it came to music. That's all I knew. And it was that kind of church. It was, you know, we're going to pull you out the audience. We're going to throw you up here and you're going to sing and you're going to yeah. figure it out, you know, and <laughs> yeah. And growing up in Detroit, um, in an, in that era, I you know I was born in the seventies, but I'm really when it comes to like knowing music and stuff, I'm a nineties, late eighties, nineties kid. Yeah. You know? And that was you know the eighties and the nineties where they're where they're heyday. So you know I grew up in a house where all we listened to when it came to gospel was the Winans and the Clark Sisters and Commission. Yeah. You know, and these people all live in my same city. I go can go. You know, so I was. I was so immersed for my entire life until I left for college in this world that when I heard about this project, uh, my after that thought of I'm going to do this, my second thought was they have to get this right. Uh, yeah. And I put out some ragtag, weird, ghetto, like five dollars shake and go situation. Yeah. We have yeah. to do this right because these women deserve it. They are iconic. They are legendary, not just to the gospel industry, but to music. Yeah. Their influence has re reached places they probably never thought it would go. Mm. So to get that phone call after coming off a tour and not sure what the next job was going to be, you know, and, and that's something all of us actors go through. You you on such a high, especially, you know, that that tour was the end of just a run of God, five years of just back-to-back -back theater, television. Wow. Theater. And this is, the, this is the color purple. The color purple, dream girls, television mm -hmm. has started to come, you know, yeah. offers for, to direct offers, which is like the dream for actors to come, you know, you don't audition, they just call you and can't because I'm already booked for something, you know? Oh, booked and busy. Listen, and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that call yeah. meant everything because not only did it mean, wow, like I've really, I'm really starting to see the return on the work that nobody sees mm. and to feel like this is something that I actually can do. Like I understand yes. this world. I know who these women are. Mm -hmm. uh, and then to be immersed into the world of doing it and to, I mean, even now I'm getting goosebumps when I think about, you know, the three hour fittings, two and three days out of the week of just clothes after clothes. But these are literally, replicas and in some mm. cases actual pieces that these women wore wow. that are you know iconic like record co covers and and i couldn't believe it i said god like wow i get to be a part of tributing these these women for the world yeah. and i'm still so proud of it um i don't i don't get mad at all like i get stopped all the time especially now because there was a chunk of time where no one saw us we the pandemic started right yeah. in the press run for this. Mm -hmm. so no one saw us. So 
it's so cool to even now, you know, three years later, I'm in the airport and somebody stops me or, you know, somebody I'm out partying and somebody in the club is like, Jackie, you know? <laughs> like, <"Hold> <laughs> but it's, it's pretty cool, you know, that people, yeah. they feel that, that um, connection to it. I'll never yeah. forget my my good sister, my sweet sister, Lettucey. She called me. We worked together on another project years before. And she called me the night the film premiered. And we talked for a couple of hours. And to hear the tears in her voice because she felt like she related so much to Jackie's story, mm. it, it made a big lump in my throat. Because you just never know the impact that people, your your performance or what you give into the world, how it affects people. Yeah. Jackie called me right after the movie and was just hysterical and said, you made me feel seen. Mm. And if you know anything about the Clark sisters and you follow them, you know, like Jackie and the, even in the film, we saw it. Like Jackie is yeah. one of those unsung heroes. She's yeah. the glue that no one sees. Everybody steps over the glue to get to the you know, and to yeah. hear the woman I'm portraying say that to me, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what could be better than that. I don't know what could be better than being a part of a film of these women that I esteem so much that are, have so much to do with the way I sing, the way I approach ministry. I mean, just yeah. so much I could go on and on, but it was unbelievable the response of yeah. folks and even people who don't even know who the Clark sisters are like Broadway people who never heard of them, like yeah. kind of forced to watch it because there was nothing else to watch. And like people <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the Broadway industry who I, I are like b b amazing reaching out saying, I saw the Clark sisters and I didn't even know anything about them, but your performance and all of you ladies, like I'm blown away. I, how did I not know who you were? I'm following you now. And I'm like, mm. what? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it 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 has it reached into so many levels and places and people that I didn't anticipate. I don't think any of us did. I, I we knew the church, Church of God in Christ was gonna love it. We knew, you know, the gospel people were gonna love it, but we didn't know that like, yeah, people like Jamie Fox and I mean, I, I mean, and like yeah. talking to us like, like I'll never forget when I did an interview with Kim Burrell and she was talking to me like. She was fangirling, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." But you just don't realize how much of an impact, yeah, them seeing the story of these women that they love so much, or that has influenced their artistry. And I'm talking Grammy winners, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're um, it's historic, and they're legends. You know, oh they're just, and they're, like the legacy that they have is just incredible. And they were do that. They were do mm -hmm. that and they were yeah. do for it to be done well. And, and I'm glad that they were able to do it now and not as a memorial. Yes. Yes. Giving them them their flowers while they can smell them. Yeah. 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 It it's truly it was and still is an honor to to have been a part of that story and um and and from what I hear it's like a cult classic among yeah. us. Well, you know, yeah, yes. Well, you know, we, <laughs> you know, we don't mind. You oh know, yeah, oh yeah. You know, but it, it it's because it's that ingrained. Gospel is that ingrained in our culture, and yeah. the Clark sisters are a part of the gospel legacy, almost of everybody's household. 
mm -hmm. at some point or another, whether it's when you're growing up, whether it's in college, whether it's because somebody remixed it, whether it's because you heard somebody else sing it, somewhere along the way, yeah. you know, you're gonna you're gonna hear some some Clark sisters, mm -hmm. whether you know it or not. That's right. You That's know? right. Yeah. So for you, so for you now, with it being so, it's not really that long ago, but for it to be so pivotal at that moment for you now, what what's next for Ange Angela Burchett? And is there a role now that whether it's in um, on Broadway or you know just singing back, you know, back when you were at Toshi, yeah, you know, but just singing, like what what do you see as kind of a marker to say, you know, what I really want to do that. Well, it's it's kind of um, still along the same lines of that multi prong thing that yeah. I was speaking about earlier. Um, I have such like huge goals and vision for it, yeah. for those things. Um, in theater, I definitely, um, I haven't seen anything that's tickled my fancy enough to say, oh, that's a role that I would love to be. Yeah. However, there are a couple of projects that are coming up next year that I'm really excited about. Um, Wonderful. And I want to see where those go. Like, yeah and how I will be able to go with them because I do so many other things. Mm. Uh, but I'm also kind of shifting gears a little bit here in the last year or so of really getting my live music and getting back, getting the studio going. I mean, there is such, not just a demand on myself from my, from myself, but literally people are like, and like, we need what you have inside of you on a record. So can yeah. you stop? playing around yeah. and do it. So, right, get off the stage and get in the studio. Get in the studio and stop messing around. And, <laughs> I, and it's become kind of like this secret thing that like I think about all the time, you know, yeah. really, you know, but it's hard when you do so many things, it's, you, you know, you know, you're a songwriter and you're a mm -hmm. recording artist. You know that you have to be purposeful. You can't just, oh, I'm gonna just throw something down. You have to really purpose your time and your mind and your spirit to hear from God to hear from, you know, whatever, whoever you believe in yeah. to really say what you want to say. And that is, does it is not microwave. That takes time. Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm being more intentional with my time to be able to do that and working with some great writers and my sisters who are also amazing songwriters and, and, and producers and arrangers and engineers and all that stuff yeah. to really, now that I, I feel like because I've met that, Angela that was tucked down in there, she's she's here, she's she's out and she's, you know, got a pixie cut. Um, she has she has some things to say. Like yeah. she, she's always had things to say, but now she knows what to say. Like I and know she's what I'm comfortable want. saying them. Yes, I don't feel I've given myself permission to say them. Yeah. And yeah. um and, and I just wanna keep growing those those prongs and be open to whatever opportunities God sends my way. Well, I'm so excited to see what that is. I can only imagine not coming from Broadway and not playing roles and not having to kind of study other, you know, other genres and, and all of that. I am so interested to hear um, what Angela Burchett releases as herself. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. That, that is, uh, that's, that, that's gonna be, that's gonna be groundbreaking. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm super fan. And for those of you who don't know, you know Angela 
was so gracious to bless me. She is the voice singing with me on the, um, the theme song to this show called Yay. Don't Wait. Angela came into the studio with me and, uh, and laid it down. <laughs> and, uh, and I was forever blessed by that. You should okay. just know that. Yeah, so, and so is everybody else because I hear it all the time now. <laughs> it was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. <laughs> well, Angela, I'm, uh, I am so, um, I'm so thrilled for you, number one, um, just your personal journey. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You know, we talked about the Clark sisters and how they touch so many people. And, you know, you're doing the same thing, you know, through your journey and people seeing you and you being so authentic with, you know, your story and how you're going from day to day and encouraging people with health and just being themselves with your um, with your company. It's just incredible. So, yeah. So I am so looking forward to hearing about it. you have to come back once you start doing some new music or something. Listen. Yes, maybe a little listening, little listening sampler or something. Absolutely, no, we don't mind a good old listening sample here. Yeah, yeah. So let me, um, as we close, I do want to ask you, as we just to go out, where do you find, I guess, the strength and the courage to keep moving forward with everything that you're doing? I think it's because of the, the true joy it brings me to feel like, a, for the most part, fully realized woman mm. and the joy that that brings and, and how happy doing my art makes me. That's what, what keeps me going in the, in the moments when, you know, why is this not happening fast enough? Or why, why did I have to wait this long for this mm. to happen? But there's so much that came with that time or with that wait period mm. that when it when the th when the great things do happen it makes all of that make sense and mm. I, I love that i love the energy behind that I, I don't think i could ever be just somebody that just has a mundane life that just you know isn't doing what they love they're doing yeah. what they have to do you know mm. and i get that that you know we're not all afforded the opportunities to be able to do that or do it in the way that we want to but you know, I have been and I don't take it for granted. So I find joy and I find lessons and I find moments in all of it. None of it is a throwaway. All of it is usable. None of it is a throwaway. Angela, Ange, <laughs> Ange! <laughs> so wonderful seeing you. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. <laughs> oh Always good to see you. I'm so glad to see your face. Oh, thank you. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> and your pixie cut. Listen, I'm telling you, if I had a dollar for every time somebody stops me and says, I'm gonna see if you say it. Has anybody ever told you you look like? Was it Holly Berry? Nope. Who? Debbie Allen. Oh, now that you say that. I get it all the time. I'll take Halle Berry. Uh, but, oh my God, since I cut my hair, I get now it. That you say it out, now that you say it out loud, I can see people saying that. Oh my gosh. I mean, I yeah. went into an audition once with her and before I opened my mouth to start, she was like, oh, I got a niece that looked just like you. Uh, you must be can somewhere. I said, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, Edge, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> if you haven't been inspired today, I don't know what you've been doing. I don't know what you've been doing, but listen, 
one of the things that I'm taking away from this is there will be struggles, there will be trials, but it all prepares you if you let it for the doors that are gonna open. Sometimes things may be hard, but you're going somewhere. Sometimes things may be a little bit uncomfortable, but they're leading to something. Hold on, stay in the process. Don't grow weary in your well-doing. And in due season, come on church. Thank you to Angela Burchett for sharing her inspiring story, her authentic journey. Just remember that you are the best you in the world. We'll see you next time here on The Philip Show. Don't wait.